Hello, this is Chris from the Two Blacks and a Mexican team, here to warn you that this is a movie discussion show. Think of it as a movie club, meaning each movie we discuss will be a full discussion, including spoilers. So, if you haven't seen the movie, well, you have been warned. Thanks, and enjoy the show. That's that moment where you kind of, as a viewer, are like, oh, okay, cool, I'm about to find out what's up. And uh, he's just like, they are super greedy, and greed makes you crazy. <laughs> It's like they're crazy and greedy. Right. And it's just they, like they're crazy as hell. Hello, welcome to Survivor's Ed, How to Not Die First in a Horror Movie. I'm Chris. I'm Tawny. I'm Miles. And we are two blacks and a Mexican and May they burn in hell forever <laughs> and ever. Absolutely. If you know what that's from, then you're ready for this show. <laughs> uh, so this is a show about horror movies, movies that we love, uh, movies that scare us or scared us when we were kids that we get to revisit now um, and talk about sort of not just what happens in the movies, but what happens to the people of color in those movies? Because we all know what happens to people of color in those movies. Uh, <laughs> and then we talk about sort of what uh, rule for survival we can come up with based on what happens to our people in those movies. So if my little teaser didn't get you, <laughs> the movie that we're talking about <laughs> is The People Under the Stairs. This is a 1991 film written and directed by Wes Craven, starring Brandon Adams, Ving Rhames, and uh, everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) Bill Cobbs is in there. Right, right. You know, uh, and the, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I will, I'll, I will die on this hill. The two of the best movie villains of ooh, all time, yeah, yeah. Everett McGill as the man and Wendy Roby as the woman. <laughs> the there, Robesons. there's nobody yeah. fucking creepier than those two people. Oh, yeah. And if you watch Twin Peaks, I don't know if like if people are Twin Peaks fans, but um, I was not a huge Twin Peaks fan. I kind of came into it later and. Um, and and got into David Lynch a little bit later, but um, but I think what I've read is like the reason that they were cast in these this role was because of Twin Peaks and because of the just like the men like just like the, their their chemistry um, in that role. So in in Twin Peaks, Everett McGill is a big Ed, like he's he's this sort of benevolent figure, and Wendy Roby plays Nadine, like his crazy ass wife, who he married out of guilt when he like shot her eye out or something. Did you guys watch Twin Peaks? <laughs> like, I, so they're. <laughs> I guess I am now. So they're, like, I mean, they're a married couple, yeah. and like she's fucking full on nutballs, and she she has an eye patch in the show. Like Wendy Roby is the the woman, right? Like the crazy yeah, bitch yeah. who like. Um, and uh and she like <laughs> there's this she comes up with this like um like this way to like make curtains that don't squeak when you open them. like it's so dumb and silly but like <laughs> but they're so great and that and I, and I and I think I read that he wanted them for that role or for those roles because of that relationship that was developed in Twin Peaks and they fucking deliver like Everett McGill is menacing and cute he's a big old dude um and like when he's dancing, I got him! I got him! I got him! I got him! Oh, I got yeah. him! Yeah. Like, <laughs> like he's so like unhinged yeah. and great and creepy, and she like and this woman Wendy Roby like I I can't think of a creepier 
fucking villain. Like she's she she has this like um like her face. Like she's she's so cold. Yeah. Like she's got Statuesque. like she's got these she's got yeah. these great lines. Like she has this like this great like very square jaw, um like statuesque like you said st- statuesque face and she's completely menacing like head to toe. She is there to preserve order. And like her everything about her hairdo, like her um her perfect lipstick, her hairdo, like her her dresses that she wears that are very like 1950s, um, like housewife, um is is wonderful. And I so I think like these are two of the greatest villains I've ever seen in horror. And I and I just want to like celebrate that because they're so <laughs> wonderful. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I went off. No, the, I, I went off a little bit. There. <laughs> you just, you just I love, I love yeah. these guys. Like I well, love let me, them. Uh, let me pause like, to just give a little, a quick summary of the, uh, of of what people under the stairs kind of is for uh, folks who uh, haven't watched it in a while or or haven't seen. It. If you haven't seen it, please watch it before you listen to our show because we're gonna spoil it like crazy. But uh, basically, people under the stairs is uh, about some slumlords. <laughs> Who uh, yeah. who are are running the hood into the ground, and uh, they 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 own a bunch of property. They're trying to uh, get everyone evicted so they can tear it down for their kindling, <laughs> and uh, they're crazy. And uh, this young uh, kid fool, uh, who's part of a family, who's like the last family left in this building, is uh, his mom's dying. Is like everything is not going great, and. Um, he meets a a guy, <laughs> a very shady Ving Rhames, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. an and, abusive uh, is, shady is Ving Rhames, a very shady Ving Rhames, <laughs> who is convinc- who convinces him uh, to to go after them by robbing them, um, and they uh, they hatch a plot to rob the home of this family, the Robesons. Is it Robesons or Robesons? I'm, Robesons. I want to say Robeson. Yeah, Robesons. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to rob this family, the Rob- the Robesons, uh, and craziness ensues because, as the title in- <laughs> reveals, there are people <laughs> under the stairs. Uh, so that's kind of the situation, right? Is there anything I've left out that we want to yeah, touch no, on before we dive in? The social commentary is heavy here, so it's not... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah they and i that, that's not something that i like actively remember either from like obviously as a kid i used to watch this movie like all the time as a kid like which is probably not a kid movie or whatever but yeah you know like <laughs> 90s you know 90s type shit yeah. uh yeah but yeah like that they're like those villains are incredible like they're just and, and completely insane like there's there's <laughs> yeah. no other way to even describe it they're just like completely insane um uh, i love their performances isn't he like uh, i believe he's uh he was the like the werewolf from silver yeah bullet. In silver bullet, silver uh-huh. bullet yeah and he's so, a, he's um in and there's a couple so i'm a big dune fan right like dune the science fiction so the david lynch version he's in that too like he, yeah. So he's he's a David Lynch sort of staple. Like he shows up yeah. in a lot of in a lot of stuff. Yeah, they're they're great. Like, uh, obviously, like fool. Like I don't know how. Like I like I said. I think I said that before. Like I just wanted to be that dude. Like when I was a kid. Like in the night, because I feel like he was like in everything. He was in uh, yeah. what's he was in Moonwalker. He's in Moonwalker. Was in Michael Jackson. Yeah. Like, yeah. Andy, are you okay? 
Yeah, it was just like a cool ass little kid, and he was like, he was black. I was like, yeah, I could be him. Yeah, like, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, nah, he he like he he was dope. Like I I don't remember like how petty Ving Rhames was until I like, watched this movie. <laughs> ignorant, I just man. I just didn't remember. And uh, what what was the, uh what's the white dude's name that that was with them? Spencer. Um, Spencer. Yeah. Spencer. Random. Yeah. We were laughing because we were watching it and like at like he like fool would say something about like man I don't know if we should go in there you know we should probably chill out or whatever the case is and then like. Ving Rams, like everything was related to how Spencer was like about to get away with the gold and shit. Like and we, we just, <laughs> yeah. every time he brought it up, it was like, like, did you hear that sound? It's like, yeah, it's probably Spencer ass up there counting all the gold coins <laughs> yeah. or whatever. And then it'll be like, like something to fall down in the kitchen. Like, yeah, that's Spencer ass in there right now. You're probably finding all like, yo, maybe he is like. <laughs> I, how about I, I, he's I have, dead in the cellar right now how about that i have like a, i have a rule yeah. I, I have a rule like where if i call you if i go into a room and i call you multiple times and you don't answer me any of the times i'm like all right okay maybe they got headphones on or yeah. they're dead like that's my two options <laughs> Or but, like and the, the the part that was funny to me is like yeah. fool like goes exploring and then goes down he ends up downstairs and he's like Spencer you down here <laughs> Spencer yeah. and then everything he just kept seeing more shit that would say like okay maybe get, get out. out of the basement <laughs> yeah. he would see like a, a person run across the screen like Spencer that's, is that you like no that's <laughs> why not would he Spencer. do that and then hand. and then I laughed even harder because when he found uh, he found him and he was clearly dead he was like Spencer come on man boy get up come on yo come on man his hand is like chewed up yeah his hand was like chewed up his hair is completely white yeah I was like yo this dude is dead as fuck man what's wrong with this kid his eyes were even open still like he's not in any way alive the only the only part that I was missing from that scene was Ving Rhames being with him so he could be like they go Spencer ass right there like Count probably all count the coins them. on the ground in the afterlife or something like it. Just like it just is like everything was about. I mean, Spencer, well, like, even when he went to go up. report on when he went to go report to uh, to Leroy about about Spencer and uh, and Leroy behaving very mysteriously like a dead person in that moment. <laughs> yeah, goes, that was so weird. Yeah. He goes, and he's just laying there so still. With like how long are you head. looking down that thing? Yeah. yeah. And he uh and he you know he finally gets his attention and he's like he's like, where's Spencer at? You know, and he's like uh <laughs> He's like he's dead. Uh, what did he say? And then he's like, uh, he, you, said he, he thought that, but he thought he was white before. You should see yeah. that sucker now. And I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. pretty casual way for a child who's seen a dead body, right? To, to like quipping the, about it. He's making a right, joke right, about yeah. it. He's joking it's about like, a white. Which, which, which I guess jokes, makes, huh? which I guess like, makes sense. Like if you like base it off like the conditions that he lives in, it's probably but then, like. But then why did he know Spencer was like, dead? <laughs> That's what I was like. Like I, when they show like his him yeah. going to his house, I had so many issues with that scene where he's he's like coming in, like walking in the house or whatever, and he's going through the hallways, and there's just like mad shit going on. That's like, yo, yeah, this is crazy. really how y'all Calm down, Wes Craven. Yeah. Like, it was like Calm it was like dog down. fights, like in random. I don't even know what that <laughs> space was. Fight. It was like an orgy of hood. 
Yeah, <laughs> like, it, yeah. Was like, it was just like 10,000 people in the hallways. Like, I thought that was the last family living here. Man. Yeah. Look at all these people. And they're here. all, like, oh, fool, you got evicted? And I'm like, what? You got evicted? Like, what are you talking about? Like, who are you talking shit to him? Yeah. You know, like, if it, like there's all these people. Yeah, no, totally. It's, it was ridiculous. And, then, and a dog fight, like, <laughs> the fucking beginning of The Exorcist, right? Like, the, these dogs fighting. Like, what are you, like, what's happening here? I like how I like when how you said dog. dog responded to yeah. the word dog and was like <laughs> <laughs> uh, my dog is so barking I, at yeah, people one thing I do like I, I love the way there's something that I never noticed obviously I haven't watched this movie since I was a kid y'all probably have both watched it more than I have I remember watching <laughs> it as a kid and uh, and not having watched it at all until now since then and um, it's interesting because like my memories of this movie are very different from what the movie actually is. I my in my memory, the people under the stairs are the scary people. You know what I mean? And that's like in my head because I saw this movie. I was I was super young, and I just remember, oh yeah, it's one where the people are like running around and like making weird noises and snatching people, and and so I knew going in that it actually wasn't that because like I do remember I was like, oh yeah, there was a crazy couple and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But then upon watching it, I'm like, man, this okay. Uh, the commentary, yeah, like you said, Miles, like I, it's stuff I never would have even began to pick up on back then. But it's super like in your face, and uh, it, it's fun because like the filming of it, it, it all has that Wes Craven aura to it. The uh, score even mm-hmm. has like those little sort of synth things that remind you of nightmare on elm street a little bit Mm -hmm. in some points and just the tone and the feel of it uh it it has the perfect vibe to me i don't know how to describe it but um and the house is genuinely creepy like when they do those dutch angles in the hallways and he comes Mm -hmm. running out and uh and uh and daddy's like right behind him and like sort of it's it's almost cartoonish how he goes indoors and then fool comes out and then he goes in but it's filmed in such a way that it's genuinely like full attention um Mm -hmm. that's probably my favorite scene in the movie is when he's getting chased by daddy early on and he's ducks in the bathroom and like they you know uh it's just such a tense moment he's trying to decide whether to go in because it's Mm -hmm. like at that point in the movie you're like okay this dude's chasing me there's some creepy dude in the uh, thing like like there's the choice you got to make is like which which entity do you want to deal with right now uh it's just such a great well you know i almost thing. i almost want to like pair this with the movie us right like i think um like i think people went to see us expecting it to be um as easy to read as get out and we're given something that wasn't as easy to read. And I almost want to, like, I feel like these two movies go together and that they're about, like, the things that, like you said, like, um, you, you're you not expecting who the villains are here necessarily. Like, they're, and, and, and the point is that the villains are these, like, old, these people who, like, are sitting on their wealth and hoarding it like dragons and, like, watching their, like, in, and, and exploiting the neighborhood to to squeeze as much wealth out of it as it can and at the same time like passing judgment and considering themselves to be um elevated above these people because they have money and um that's challenged by this movie and i think um i think um 
you know, like, like, I don't know what was in Wes Craven's head necessarily when he like sat down to put this together, but I, but I, but I admire this effort and I, and I, and I, and I wish, I think I wish that more people like, cause I feel like people haven't seen this movie like as much as say like Nightmare on Elm Street, right? Like that's the famous Wes Craven. Um, but it's such a, um, but it's such a fun, like, and, and this is one that my sister, um, my, my little sister has been pushing me to, pushing us to do for a while now. And she's like, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. You gotta, cause this is like a, a like a family classic. It's one of those like that we watch over and over again. And, um, and which one, one of y'all really... had the crush on Brandon Adams? <laughs> <laughs> well, I am the one, like, I think I'm about the same age. I think we're almost exactly the same age. So I watched yeah. him in everything. Like I even, <laughs> I remember when fucking Polly came out with Keisha Knight Pulliam and like the, <laughs> You know, like I watched that shit, like because I love Pollyanna, and um, and he played like Jimmy Bean in that. Like I've I've seen everything this fucking kid has been in. Um, so I <laughs> think either. yeah, like I, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like I wanted to be like right. I wanted, to, and you know I'm a girl or whatever, but like I wanted to be in that role too. Like I like I didn't want to be the girl. I wanted to be that kid. You know, like I wanted to be the one having the adventures. That's um, what I was like. It was something about him that, like, I, I thought I was like maybe the only one. Like, I just wanted to be him yeah. for some yeah. reason. Like, <laughs> a perfect <laughs> avatar. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, you could just go along with him. Like, I do have some questions. Like, like number one, like, I'm not an architect. I don't understand. I've never built a house in my life, but <laughs> this is the most fascinating house I've ever seen in my life. Like, our house is actually built this way where you can just. You guys like, come out here through like, the walls and and go through them and just open up the wall and walk into it and that house is a real stairs. house. That house is a real house in the West Adams district. You, if you guys come out here, come visit. We're we're gonna do a tour of all the movies we've talked about. <laughs> we'll go to and we haven't done Back to the Future, but I'll take you to Whittier High School and and stuff. But um, the the On insides location. is set. Yeah, the outside is is a real house, but the insides is set. From what I understand. Right, because no house mm-hmm. has all yeah. of those trap doors and things. It's like a Scooby Doo house. It's like there's mad like yeah. the door swings around. If you lean up too hard on it, you swing around and you're in another room somewhere. And it's like, what the hell type of house is this that you yeah. could just go like? And I'm I'm saying like they could go into anywhere. It was like Super Mario World, like the light in the kitchen. You could go up into a tunnel and just take you to wherever well, the hell you wanted to go in the house. It like, was so hilarious at the end when all the people were coming out of everything. They're yeah, coming yeah. out of the cabinets. That's my other thing. Is like okay, so I guess movies, uh, and maybe we we don't fully know what happens to people when they're yeah. deprived of sunlight. I don't know, like <laughs> like they just. Completely devolved. Like, <laughs> is, is, is that what happened no, in the descent? I was gonna say, like, we've had multiple movies. Right. Now. We had multiple <laughs> movies where, like, when people don't have sun, they pretty they pretty much just turn into monsters. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, what? Like, vitamin D deficiency. Yeah, because right. as a kid, because as a kid, I never understood. Like, now that I'm watching it as a kid, I, I just thought they were like monsters or whatever I, I, don't, I don't know like i just and they just happen to be like nice at they the all end. turn into like, golem yeah they yeah that's basically that's what i think but that's they're what, just people right that they kidnapped yeah. over years and yeah. put down there wouldn't they just be people but you know dip, yeah like 
vitamin D <laughs> deficient or whatever. Like they would just be mal like malnourished, they but they, they wouldn't have really turn bad into scurvy. like scurvy. They just have scurvy real bad. Like they're no vitamin. Because <laughs> like, yeah, just... that, that one the well, the one main guy, not Roach, but the the other yeah. uh, oh the guy, stairmaster. He's, he's like literally like a monster. Like he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's almost kind of the prosthetics on his face almost make you think of uh dust till dawn ish yeah of like, yeah he looks yeah, yeah, yeah he looks like a vampire or something like which why did why like why does that happen like like you would definitely be malnourished but you would still be human like like they can't speak like you they know what's weird he also he also has very clearly like well kept hair like i was looking at like yeah, his hair is great his face is like yeah his face is like scary but then he has like kind of feathered his hair's like, like feathered and <laughs> shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, all right, cool. Better I see, I've I see you, Stairmaster. Because, like, I, I, I suppose maybe I needed more like yeah. uh, backstory on like, okay, were these like infants that they took and they never taught how to like speak or whatever, or were they like just kids that they found? Well, brought down here and were kept here for a long period of like, time. Like that's the idea. Like that's the idea is that they took them when they were young and they like they let them go feral because they weren't perfect or whatever. Like that's the that's the that's the conceit, I guess. But, <laughs> so they were say. like all two then when well, they were kidnapped because like if they were like fool's age or if they were like eight or whatever age yeah. like they they would they would all still be down there being able to communicate with each other <laughs> right. like just like the way they were like and then i don't who knows what parts were cut out too though like we were told that like oh yeah well yeah, we know yeah. roach's tongue is cut off right like he can't talk yeah and because, that and that made sense for me for yeah. roach because like he could still obviously still communicate but like a person he still seemed pretty yeah. much human they must have got him recently or something like he had only been there for like two years or something because he was still like, <laughs> I like how he you was like weird. Decided. He was dirty. He was just dirty as hell. Like, but he, you know. There, and there's something <laughs> problematic, I think, in what in what Russ Craven is saying about boys, right? Like, Alice is the perfect girl child. Like, she's obedient and, but but and, and even I think even in its problematicness, um, like I think there's a comment on the way that that like we raise girls to be sort of obedient and and follow rules see no evil hear no evil speak no evil and like she tells fool like mom and dad mommy and daddy looked for a perfect boy child but like they couldn't ever get them to to completely um submit you know and and she and she does she does submit and i i think part of the part of the story and part of what i find now uh, that I, I don't think I appreciated before um, when I watch it is is Alice and her name's Alice right like she's Alice like Alice in Wonderland like that's um, is her coming through in the end like she's the one that um, she drops down out of the ceiling like Catwoman yeah yeah that's like, such a weird ass <laughs> it's weirdly she epic <laughs> she just <laughs> smashes her face into the floor and um and it's like you yeah. want her to do that like w- it, the first time around when fool's escaping right like he jumps into the pond or whatever and then later they can't use that pond anymore and but she's so scared like because she doesn't know anything else so so i want to take i, I want to take a moment to acknowledge alice's uh growth as a as a character and um and, and, but also to say that like i think it is a little bit problematic that like I guess Wes Craven's idea is that girls will follow the rules and boys won't, and if that is true, it's because of socialization. 
Like, I want to say, like, you know, I want to say that, you know, like, it's because of socialization as opposed to, like, nature or whatever. The the one the one scene that always, like, 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 I struggled with was, like, the scene where she, like, tries to put her in that bath and the water is, oh, like, God, wild yeah. hot. I'm like, whoo, that water hot. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, she, like, trying to throw her in the tub and it just, the water just looked like it's on fire. Yeah. 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 There's all this skin <laughs> coming up. Yeah. 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 Um, and she's, like, trying to clean her because she's dirty now. And which is, I mean, there's a bunch of undertones to that statement mm-hmm. some black kid that you came into contact with yep. and now you're you he's he's basically like uh taking your purity away and now you're mm-hmm. you know you're you're not worth as much as you were before because you were in contact with mm-hmm. him which you know is fucked up like oh okay yeah like which is how they view the people that yeah. you know are in that the, you know the buildings that they they own anyway they're kind of disposable to them they're like absolutely well, and they yeah, use these... the word right like there's that scene where he's like some you know n words rob this rob the liquor store or whatever like we get that very early on that they are racist like and and they are the only interest that they have in this community is how much how many how much resources they can suck out of of the community. Um, before they eventually leave it and or like do what some lords do right i i got an issue with like the portrayal of like um every black person in this movie is sort of <laughs> struggling and robbing and plotting to like and granted they did have spencer who was a white guy that was you know he was associated with all the malfeasance going on but like <laughs> most of all of the black people in this movie are like terrible ass like people <laughs> like immoral as fuck like yeah not the, bill cobbs the, it, uh, yeah <laughs> except for like the obviously the, the two main villains are you know horrible people but all the black people in this movie like there's not one like i would have liked to seen one person that was like able to you know it was just his family like, like his family yeah, like, was the only like like pretty like morally kind of you know. Well, I did like that they like they show up. Like they they're they're the ones that the, they like they're making a, a they're doing a community. political yeah, they're like yeah. they're 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 taking a political stance at, at, in in the last parts of the movie and stuff. And I and I but it, it is kind of questionable cuz you're like those ain't the same people that were in the hallways. <laughs> it's not. That's what I was saying. Like yeah. all of the people that were in the hallways were like yeah. mad, like all on crack up. or whatever. Yeah. And like, yeah, like I don't know what they were doing. And then the people that showed up is like a normal black community. Of right, black right, 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 right. It, it was like the lean on. It was like the lean on me people versus right. like the, the kids uh, that they kicked out of the school. Yeah, or, <laughs> or, yeah, yeah. or like the like the like that hallway was like the. the kids the 2.0 version you remember that scene in home alone 2 when he's walking down the sidewalk and like everybody's scary like there's like a homeless guy he's like watch it get up like that hallway was like that scene it would have been nice to have it yeah (laughs) it would have been nice to have a little bit more like continuity between yeah, because it's like, why, like, yeah. like, yo, like, listen, I understand it was the 90s and like, this is the perception, but, yo, like, you, I've been to the project <laughs> before and everybody's not in the hallway freebasing and shit. Right. Like, it's, it's like, 
that's not what's happening. Like, yo, it's right. just like this. Like, these are just poor people. Man. And the like, through line would have been more <laughs> makes sense if you had like, especially since Ruby doesn't like doesn't appear to be an activist of any kind at the beginning of the movie. And so, like, you had an opportunity if you want, you know, to to have maybe there is a little bit of activism happening. Somebody has a petition or something and like he runs past them on his way in and they're like, Hey, you know, whatever. And then where you kind of, you at least imply that there's people out here that are kind of like questioning this. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it does feel very disjointed to have like this, like (laughs) Batman-esque crime alley situation going on. (laughs) And then like at the end of the movie, it's like, you got, you got, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you got the squad showing up. Lean on um, me. The yeah. lean on and I don't even really understand what they showed up to do other than to, I guess, like, Y'all suck. protest house. Yeah. yeah take, they, I mean, they take, just, they were almost the kind N-word. of, they were actually kind of useless once they got there. Like They were there to grab, when the, the money went up and it's like everybody was <laughs> grabbing. That money. Yo, I got <laughs> issues money. with that. Like, <laughs> like, I got problems with that. <laughs> like, when the uh, oh man like yo first of all like when fool goes back to <laughs> when fool like goes back to the house or whatever like it literally i was say, i put it in a text but i was like why did this turn into like home alone basically like he was <laughs> throwing bricks down the chimney and stuff like he was just like doing all like all this I mean, extra even stuff the, like, the framing of it is like home alone where like you know yeah. there's that turn moment when he takes control and it's like it was pretty home alone right though Maybe, yeah. I think uh, maybe. Uh, n- no, maybe not. No, nah, I think this is after Home Alone. Because Home Alone was 93, right? So oh, was this is 91. It? Or 91, I mean. this Was, was it 91, 91 or 93? You might be right. Hold up, Either way, like, the, the, just the, the fact that, oh. like. Um, oh, this is after Home Alone. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe, 90. like, either, either way, it's, like, the, the fact that when he goes back, like, I was waiting for him to, like throw some paint cans down on a string and like catch one of them like or some micro machine cars or something just like you better come get me <laughs> yeah i'm yeah. up here y'all like you know like if you want to get me like, like all right okay it, 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 maybe there was some inspiration for that too creating this like let's do the black home alone in somebody yeah. else's or house like i don't know no i think uh it's, it's it is it is a funny like it felt like Wes craven maybe like it almost like I don't know if like maybe this he there were some changes while they were filming because there's a few things in there that felt a little bit uh, out of left field to me, which was one was the kind of obviously our our community is different, but that that is what it is. Uh, one thing is like the the, the grandfather, uh, Bill Cobb's character felt like he just came out of nowhere. It was just like like it was weird that he wasn't there at the beginning. Uh for them to sort of have him be so not central, but like he had a decent size sort of kind of role in terms of telling him the backstory of this house and then at the end showing up to help. And so it does feel like it was like, did y'all like decide halfway through? It was like, hey, we need like some sort of we need like a wise old black man. In right, this right. right. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like that yeah. scene where he has like those three coins. And I know it's the 90s. But he's like, yeah, you got enough to cure cancer, uh, pay the rent, like new cars. Like, it's very comforting. It's very comforting. Don't take that away from me, Miles. Yeah, I was like, how does he know (laughs) exactly the value? Just believe it. 
it's a great <laughs> moment but it is it's just funny because funny. like he was uh, like him appraising like how much like it was worth was just funny to he me. is and he is like he is like multi like he's a very multi-talented because like I thought I didn't know he was their grandpa when I first saw the scene. I is he like, supposed to be the grandpa? I th- I, I assumed his he name's was like a like, name. Uh, grandpa. <laughs> yeah, his name's like. Uh, <laughs> hold up. Yeah, I just thought he grandpa was like Booker. a neighbor. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit! So okay. But so he's yeah, so he's he's a grandpa who also happens to be uh, an, an appraiser or like some kind of uh, you know, expert coin, on gold, expert. which makes sense because yeah. Fool is like a twelve year old that for some reason has experience with like explosives like and <laughs> understands how to like I, I, th- I can't remember the line but when he's down there he was like oh yeah i know all about explode or something like that like <laughs> I, I forgot and then he he did something that was like completely not technical at all he just like yanked the cord like yanked the cables out or whatever it was like i thought he was gonna do something like Okay, yeah, I gotta be real precious about this and be <laughs> tactical. And he's just pretty much just yanked them out. Like, yeah. Well, well, actually, that's a good place to to pivot. So, um, well, sort of, sort of. We're gonna kind of go uh, go in a few places and then come back to that. Um, so we're to a point in the show where we check in on our people of color called "You Good, Homie," and. As you have heard already and as you've seen, if you've watched this movie, there are plenty of people of color in it. Um, there are some central characters that I think we we want to dive into a little bit. So um, how did our folks do uh, in this movie? <laughs> well. <laughs> Where do we start? Leroy Can we start with Leroy? I want to yeah, start Leroy with Leroy. Leroy does not do too well. He, he <laughs> thinks he's doing well. He's kind of dumb in this movie. He, like, like, what does he say? <laughs> I done busted this house's cherry. And then all of a sudden, he's getting attacked by the Rottweiler, right? And his strategy for, like, the, taking on the Rottweiler is like, all right, I'm going to hide behind this sofa. You stand out there in the middle. And I was like, okay. And then he completely deviated from the plan immediately because he came up like, where he at? at? <laughs> like, yo, <laughs> this was your plan. Like, what you talking about? Leroy and then when the dog went together. back there and got him, it was pretty much like, it was such he a wasn't weird really moment. Ju- like, yeah, it's he so was strange. Because like, like, even Fool looked like he didn't know what the plan was. Because he's just sitting there and he's just like, <laughs> uh, "You want me to just stand here?" And then, and then yeah. he's like, "It was, it was actually weirdly realistic." Because it reminded me of like when we was kids and you try to hide from somebody, <laughs> but you don't know if they came in the room yet or not. So you yeah. have to check, and then you get busted. <laughs> it was just that, but All in right. a life or death situation. <laughs> And then he was looking through yeah. that. I don't know what that was. Him looking through the thing in the wall and uh, the, the like, vent. I, I feel like it's a dog door. Like he has his head inside of a dog door. For like, a weird does it, long doesn't it look like that? Yeah. Like he's, he's just, just on like, the floor I was with his listening. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, he's he's not. He he just he, on every level fails. Leroy and it's does. weird because like fool kind of looks up to him like. There's this scene, there's that scene in the van where he's like, mm-hmm. we, you know, what did Fool say? Like, he's something like, we're, you know, we're in this together, something like that. And he's like, oh, like, you know, like, Spencer's gonna, <laughs> and again, like, Spencer's fucking stealing shit. 
And then he's like, he's going to cut me out or whatever. And Fool's like, oh, he's going to cut us out. Like, because I'm in this with you. And he looks at him and he's like, you something else, Fool, or yeah. something. You and then something. he proceeds to be like, continue to be super asshole. dickish to Fool. Like, yeah. After that. And it was like weird because I was like, oh, cool, cool. They, they've kind of had a bond. Yeah. And then he like leaves him to die in the hallway. And it's like. Yeah. There's no room in here. I'm like, what the fuck? Bon Jones. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, 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 what? <laughs> Yeah, he's like, his character is like not likable at all in this movie. Like, it's just like his decision. I mean, even when they go to kind of, you know, scope out this place to see, you know, what's there. He's just so thirsty and eager to like, you know, like, like go in there. And like the guy that you sent in there went in there and like, I would at least, okay, maybe he is in there stealing stuff, right? Maybe he is in there getting stuff for himself. Okay, why don't you just wait for him to come out and just shake him down? Like, yo, check his pocket. Like, yo, man, shake pocket check. Like, I mean, like, oh, what but, did you but, find? Wait, in there? He's in there hiding stuff for later. Like, why would he be to doing go that? Go back in and get. <laughs> yo, let's go in and get his ass. Like, I was like, yeah, I mean, like, I, I just don't understand. Like, he was just so thirsty to like deviate from the plan and like go in there to where it's like yo why are you even listening to this dude because he's <laughs> completely he's like doing. all like his plans he has no plans he's just kind of like going it goes like even when they're breaking in and they're hearing all these sounds that don't sound normal at all and he's like man maybe we should just get out of here oh and it's then, good to know rich people have rats too i'm like get the fuck out of there there's shit yeah. in the walls run it, like there's yeah, no I mean, reason to do to be there. I mean, because if these like like my main thing that would like throw me off too is like if these people are because these people are rich mm-hmm. and for them to be rich, that house is not kept mm-hmm. up well at all. Like it Which looks is a terrible, red flag. It's disgusting. Yeah, yeah like, absolute red flags. All those dead flies. Like yeah. like that's the point of it. It's like decay and death. And it's just like you know what's funny is like I've lived in neighborhoods like that where like um. I lived in a neighborhood where, like, almost every house in the neighborhood was on an acre of land. And so you had people there who had been there for, like, like generationally, like, the house had passed on. And there's just, like, and you think, like, oh, people that live up and wherever are rich. And it's like, yeah, but they're fucking nasty. There's, like, hollow, like dead-ass, like, rusted-out cars in the yard and, like, weird barrels <laughs> that are like have a weird like shit toxic in them. Waste yeah, like there's all this shit. Like there's like a toilet in the front yard. <laughs> like and 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 then really like I think like um I think one of the things that Wes Craven is doing with this movie is like pointing to the decay and the like disgustingness of like inherited generational wealth and like what that could potentially look like. And in this circumstance it's disgusting it's like incestuous and violent and motherfuckers eating people like mm-hmm. can we talk about that like that guy eats people like yeah. he's eating like he's eating spencer or like leroy or something he's hanging upside down and there's like blood on his mouth and they don't ever it's never even there's wrong, a fucking rib cage like. like in that opening scene there's a fucking rib cage on the plate like a full-ass human rib cage and, like, no one even ever even talks about the fact that he's eating people. Like, it's just, like, <laughs> it's disgusting. It's such a throwaway thing. Like, yeah. it just kind of happens and they buckshot, move on He's from like, it. damn, buckshot. And there's the fucking pellets on the plate, like, of the, of, the, of the rib cage of whoever he's eating. 
And it's just like, I I think, you know, like, I think that's part of the movie and maybe it doesn't get developed out as much as it should. But like, there's like this level of like decay and disgust and like ruin and and desecration and corruption that that are, are tied to these people. Which is interesting because like the you would think there would be like more of a juxtaposition to like what we see like in the, you know, underprivileged neighborhood where people don't have anything and it's the same thing. It's decayed. It's. Mm-hmm. It's dirty, like the, it's it's just filth. And you go on the other side of town where the, you know, the more privileged uh, the slumlords live and they live pretty much in the same filth. Mm-hmm. It's just in a bigger pile of filth, basically. Yep. And I mean, they're crazy, like on top of it. So it's not even like they live a better life necessarily, like. No, and and I think that's the idea is that, like, this shit corrupts everything. Like, there's nothing good about it. Like, nobody's shining. Like, everybody's gross and dirty and down in the dirt, you know? And that is interesting. So, like, in in a, in a, to technically stay within the context of are you good, homie, I'm going to talk about our (laughs) Grandpa Booker. Well, I'm going to talk about Grandpa Booker in the sense that, yeah, yeah, of course, he survives. Yeah. Okay, great. But (laughs) his story about, the Robesons mm-hmm. is uh, it's very hand wavy. Like it, mm-hmm. it's it's like I expected to get something from it because like that's that moment where you kind of as a viewer are like, oh, okay, cool, I'm about to find out what's up. And mm-hmm. uh, he's just like, they are super greedy, and greed makes you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're crazy and greedy, right? It's just like crazy which, as hell. Which to be fair. <laughs> It makes sense that he doesn't actually know what's going on with them. Like, if he did, that'd be kind of weird. But it's just funny because it's like you set this up as some kind of exposition scene. It's like all you got is like, yeah, you shouldn't have went through that house. They crazy. Yeah, thanks, Grandpa. They've literally been firing shots at me all day. So, yeah. Yeah, wearing a gimp suit while fucking trying to shoot me with a shotgun. Like, thanks, Grandpa. I didn't realize they were crazy. Thanks, Grandpa. (laughs) (laughs) With this fucking gimp suit. All right, so let's talk about Ruby for a second, too, before we get to Fool. Uh, Turning tricks on the bull. What what does Leroy say? Yeah, like. He's like, and you turn and trick. And I'm like, oh, shit, what's going on well, here? Yeah, Ruby is such an undeveloped character. Like, yeah. I feel like she is. So so, so we, we uh, Jordan Peele is, is supposed to be remaking this. I heard. Um, and in my head, as I think about this, I think about the character Ruby. And I feel like that might be where he gets creative is because, like, she is such a non-character. Like, mm-hmm. she's just whatever the scene needs her to be. Like, it's like at the beginning, she's doing the, she's the one reading the uh, tarot yeah. cards, right? So she's reading the tarot cards, but then all of a sudden she's in there with the mom and then like, uh, and then it's mentioned that she has the, you know, she has the kids, kid or kids. Mm-hmm. Ruby and, got babies. Yeah. yeah. And then like, but he knows her and it's implied. Maybe they have some kind of relationship, but then it's hard to tell what that is. And then is. he's, um he says something about like, he's referring to, I think he's referring to like her baby's father's. Because he's like, what about what's his face? He's in there for what? And Washington right, or something. Yeah, yeah, like there's like a couple off. of, yeah, like he's sort of yeah. like, he's talking shit to her for like, so I'm like, yeah. well, what are you doing there? Like, or, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know it's what the so relationship weird. is. Yeah, he's just like, dick, why, like why, yo, they, they, why is that her background? Right. <laughs> she got a whole bunch of baby daddies. And then she's also turning tricks. 
And that's a whole thing. And obviously, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. girl in the hood. That's what it's like. Wes Craven was like, what do you hear about black girls in the hood? Let's have that. All those things be Ruby. And then like, oh, and then like at the end, she's like helping. She's obviously mm-hmm. helping um, fool. But like, she, so it's like, that's the part that's weird too. Is like, I guess she's genuinely inciting, you know, inciting a community action, but she's also using it as a diversion for him. But it's like, mm-hmm. dang, she can mobilize people. Like, so then her whole she, character and, seems different all of a sudden. And she bought, like, there's a, that weird, like, bond that she forms with Alice, right? Like, there's, yeah. like, a weird little, like, little bond that happens. And, yeah, like, she could have been so cool yeah. as a character. And she's so wasted. Cause, and that character, the, the actress is good. Like, yeah. she's a good actor. Like, she's good in that role. She plays role. the five characters that uh-huh. Ruby is very well. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember I was, actually, I was cool. actually, like, halfway through watching it, and I was about to text y'all and be like, Ruby's the most chill character to be in the situation she's in ever. And then at the end, suddenly she's this firecracker, and I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> <This is> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Turns into her full Cardi B uh Cardi self B. at the end. Her metamorphosis. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. all right. So uh and then there's Fool, obviously. He's he's mm-hmm. I think he's homie number one. Um who obviously is like the protagonist and mm-hmm. the hero of the movie and has some great moments, uh some great one liners. <laughs> So that's why the hood ain't got no money. Was that what he said? Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your mama sleeps with cats. That's what uh, he's 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 great. Um, and I actually really like his. Uh, I don't know. It's it, it, it's a little. I don't know. I, I really like his relationship with Alice. Mm-hmm. And like I do too. Yeah, yeah. They have really good chemistry and uh, mm-hmm. there's believability in the fact that she sort of has this character evolution while seeing him and and connecting with him and stuff mm-hmm. um yeah i mean he's i got no complaints about fool he's a really good character there is a lot of there are a lot of goofy movie things about what's going on but <laughs> overall goofy like, movie things for sure yeah absolutely and like you said like he's like we we all wanted to be that kid like yeah. absolutely 100 percent wanted to be full like in and and as as a girl like as a <laughs> and he's exactly like he's almost exactly my age right like so this is like I'm like, I want, like, that's what I want to happen to me. Like, <laughs> I want to be in a house with weird zombie people. No, but, um, but no, and he's great. And he's, and he's, um, he's resourceful, right? He's resourceful. He's smart. Like, we find out he wants to be a doctor. I don't know. That's never really super fleshed out, but like, he has these aspirations of being a doctor. He comes up with solutions. He cares about his mom. Like, um, he's just a great little character and, 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 um, and what, a, a and in, I think generally like an era where we generally have a dearth of, of positive, like black male characters, um, especially like ones being the protagonist of their own movie. Right. So this is, this is, he's, a, he's great. And he's an important, um, he's an important character and this is an important movie, I think for that reason. And, and I feel like you can empathize with him over like Ving Rhames character because <laughs> I mean like <clears throat> Fool doesn't really want to do any of the stuff that he's being asked to do mm-hmm. like he uh, like I mean when we see him he's caring for his mom mm-hmm. he's not like breaking into anybody's 
we, we never really see him do anything that he shouldn't be doing until, you know, he has no choice. Uh, which I think like is something that like, like the perspective of people that like don't have never grown up like poor and like, you know, in the, in that environment. And it's, it's very judgy outside of, you know, if you live outside of that realm where you say, you know, these people are just animals or criminals or whatever, but fool is like, like the perfect example of somebody who is not really trying to do anything bad. He doesn't really want to hurt anybody. He's not trying to like, you know, do things that he doesn't have to do, but in the circumstance that he's in, what else is mm-hmm. he supposed to do really where Ving Rams is like, like, what are you doing? Like, yo, you like you, you just <laughs> like looking like to be up to no good. You probably was the one that robbed that store. Like they was talking about earlier. Like you, you just, I think they was. got like Mac. Yeah, they got like costume. Like I was laughing at how many costumes they had like in the van. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the the kid Cub Scout costume, which is like super sketchy to have. <laughs> and it was a legit one. Yeah, it was like what? And, but yeah, like I like he's. You can empathize with fool because, like I said, he's. It's what happens when it's like yo. What what when you have no he's, other he's options? What do you? Yeah, right. Like always, he's like he has loyalty to people. Loyal. Like yeah. right. And that's what like um Ving Ram like when he's like, Oh, Spencer's in there trying to steal shit or whatever, and he's like, he's trying to steal shit. And that's like and it's remark like he even remarks even as shitty as he is as a person, like sees that about fool. Like that he has these loyalties to the people that he's cares about, like his family and stuff, and especially his mom and his sister. Even when he goes back he mm-hmm. doesn't really go back to get the rest of the gold or money or anything. He goes back for anything. Alice. He goes back for Alice, mm-hmm. like, to save her. And, I mean, he ends up freeing, you know, all of the other people that mm-hmm. are there. He he, The little, like, three or four coins that he has, mm-hmm. he's like, all right, well, that's enough to for my mom to get her surgery and we can pay our rent, according to grandfather. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> grandpa, whoever. Grandfather, grandpa, Omni. whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> According to him, and that's all he needed. That's he didn't. He wasn't there out of greed to Mm -hmm. go, uh, you know, steal these people's things. He didn't really care about that. Like he was actually just still trying to do the right thing. Like Mm -hmm. when you know when it all came down to it, it was like, yeah, he doesn't really care about the. For him, he just wants. Isn't that what the song "Do the Right Thing"? Oh yeah, (laughs) I always remember that song like as a kid. It's so like nineties. I could just like I just like a part of me was just like yo like they got this movie ends with like the most ninety like nineties yeah. sounding song with black people in the streets with like money celebrating money air. coming out this like yeah. oh my god this is and terrible it, the juxtaposition <laughs> of the uh, the stairmaster and them like like being there too yeah it was just so weird with that it's music like, oh, set playing okay. yeah yeah because <laughs> yeah, they're like walking out and the, the my other issue was like a, get a date now you know like what are they gonna do i don't know like, that was so funny too there's girls out there <laughs> get a tan yeah he did say that he was like man go out there and get you some girls like i don't i don't think so like 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 once he walked outside he that would have been funny if like once they got outside they like turned back to normal like in an instant something. 
they just start looking like they just start looking normal uh, like michael hell, j like, fox or something yeah right yeah they need some sun they need some like the effects started their... to wear right, off right, or whatever right. from the immediately <laughs> or a girl i thought you were gonna say when they come out looking like they look and there's just girls that just are like looking at them just like, <laughs> like hey like, like damn okay <laughs> damn monster man or whatever <laughs> <laughs> they got some sexy ass monsters up in there. Damn monster man. <laughs> With some lustrous fucking hair. Just lustrous. That's why Tani watched that movie over and over again secretly. She was like, damn, Monster Man. Damn, Monster damn. Man. Coming out there with your little sweater on. With your little, <laughs> your little sweater and your feathered hair. <laughs> like, that, this is it's crazy because, like, they're walking out, and I get that these people are deprived. They don't have money, but nobody has issues with monsters walking out the house. Like, they all just celebrate, like, yeah, do the right thing. Hell yeah. Like, your money's coming down. <laughs> and it's just like whole ass monsters walking out the house. They just like looking around and nobody's like, like saying like anything. Like somebody, yeah, somebody was just like, "Wait, what? What? What is that?" Wait, whoa, hold on, what's up with my man right there? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hold on, fam. Like, what's up with yo? What's up with buddy right there? <laughs> what's wrong with him? <laughs> they got to be at least one person. That's what you need, Ice Cube, at, right there, where you need Ice Cube. What's that? Uh, 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 what's that? <laughs> quit playing. Oh, oh my god okay okay so, <laughs> so we've talked about uh fool and his journey and i think i wanted to end that segment with fool because he sort of exemplifies the rule uh which we took a while to come to but i'll let miles share what the rule is since like he shared it and then we like talked about a thousand other things and then like came to the like came on our own to the conclusion that he originally said, which is that the rule for this movie is <laughs> got to be resourceful, man. Like yeah. just be resourceful as hell. Like fool the entire movie. He is thinking in the moment, like quick on his feet, mm-hmm. like in, in every part of that movie, like he's figuring out how to evade the situation. Mm-hmm. Like he, like where I don't know how Spencer got, but Spencer didn't have that. And <laughs> Ving Rams character, I don't know what he was doing, but Fool like weasels his way out of every situation. Like he's yeah. so crafty. The entire time in the movie, he's crafty as hell. Like he beats the dog. He, he gets, jumps up, yeah. right? Like he jumps yeah. up, tricks the dog. Like he fucking uses the electrocution like to his advantage. Like every single thing he does is like is just like slapped together from his like pure just even he makes a mental yeah. note of when he's on the roof to remember yep. from earlier that the pool is right here <laughs> right under this mm-hmm. like part is like yo he's he's snapping because like i wasn't even thinking about that yep. as a kid but for him like he's like yo i remember this is right where you know that pool of water is maybe it's deep enough and for him to take the risk is like yo you yeah you you got heart like mm-hmm. and i mean he did have heart too because he was like the dog was coming. He was like, "Nah, man, I'm I'm not running no more or whatever." Mm-hmm. And I like that moment. Like yeah. I respected that. Like that he was like, "Listen, like if I'm I'm in here and 
if I'm gonna be in here, then I'm gonna fight. Like I'm gonna just mm-hmm. figure out ways yeah. to, you know, navigate. And he this tricks house. them. He tricks them into killing the dog. Yeah. Like, and yeah. I, I, I don't love a dog death, but like that dog, you know, like he, like that. That's and he tricks yeah. them in. Yeah. He tricks. Uh, he tricks them later and to where he can drop the brick on their face. Like he tricks them into mm-hmm. thinking he shot. Everything mm-hmm. is like he's one step ahead of and of some people who are used to being ahead of one step ahead of everybody all the time even with the recording right like he like he trick like he uses that ruse of calling the the police or calling child services or whatever he knows that they're going to weasel out of that like there's no there's no reality in which like some somehow like they get called on like abusing their but he uses that and even when you yeah to get in and even when you think they've got him he he's he's still ahead like he's still he he like they have the recording playing or whatever and like they're luring him but it doesn't work you know he's just he's the quickest he's the quickest on his feet um absolutely yeah and he he takes like like things that he like uh, we didn't really talk much about roach but like things that he learned from roach like Mm -hmm. he uses that later on like Mm -hmm. now he understands like how the house works where he mm-hmm. knows there's places that he can go and he uses that sort of mental like just reference of like okay i know i can go here i know i can get out if i go through here i know how to get down to the cellar i know i can appeal to the people in the cellar and use them as allies mm-hmm. because this is we can overrun them because there's a lot more of them mm-hmm. down there's a lot of them down yeah. there and and he kind of uses them in his you know coming back to break out Alice, like he uses that as an advantage. Like we have numbers now because like, <coughs> I appealed to them when I was there, like, dude, mm-hmm. you could get out of here. Like, and there's some, some sense of humanity left in them because they understand the concept of leaving this place and there being a life outside of there. So mm-hmm. he uses that to his advantage. And it's like, this dude is, I yeah. mean, he's the smartest person. I mean, his name is Fool, ironically, right. but he's, like, the smartest person, like, you but know. That, and and then, and then they say that, like, he, you're not yeah. the stupid, it's not the stupid kind, it's just the inexperienced, yeah. right? Like, you're, he, he has probably- all these experiences in front of, in front of him, and he's, um, it's such a great name for him, because the Fool is, um, the Fool has not been hardened by life yet, and is right. still open to experience, Lacks you know, and it's, it, absolutely. Yeah. And I love the um the how the tarot card kind of plays out in that mm-hmm. he uh he chooses to go back into mm-hmm. the fire and kind of burn you know that him his maturity comes in and stuff yeah well i I'd like to draw a parallel that I thought about while while y'all were talking um I'm gonna bring Star Wars into this because I always <laughs> need to bring do that um <laughs> You know, there's probably a modern context. I was modern, like this movie's not modern, but like <laughs> a current, you know, 2021 context where you play this movie for some people and they would call Fool a Mary Sue <laughs> because he can mm. do so many things. Like he's just so like he knows all this stuff and he hasn't had training, which is uh, <laughs> yeah. which is the context for which people yeah. criticize the character Ray. But he did have series. training with explosives. But here's, right, so right. He did. <laughs> he did. Yeah, weirdly enough. And so that, that's one of those things where you're like, how convenient. He can do this. He can do that. But I'll say the same thing. This movie's a good example. Like, look at where Fool is growing up combined mm-hmm. with his own intelligence. Mm-hmm. Like, he's in a place where he's clearly, like, you literally got dogs fighting right outside your your room, like your apartment. Like, uh, 
he's he's grown up in this mm-hmm. and therefore you can presume as a viewer that there's a certain resourcefulness that he has acquired anyway just mm-hmm. from having to survive and mm-hmm. live in this environment just like and take care of, like he takes care of people <laughs> yeah. like yeah. he takes care know, of right? his kids <laughs> it's like she grew you know, up in like, the hoods the star wars hood come on people well it's because she's it's because she's a girl like she can't do all of this stuff yeah. because she's a girl <laughs> girls can't do all of that like without training and then if she did have training i'd have they'd have a problem with right, it right. like yeah. i mean it, it's oh, just yeah. it, it makes sense though like you said like if you grow up in certain circumstances there's there's stuff that people that are underprivileged, like while it's you know, it's difficult and it's it's a disadvantage in many ways to grow up that way. There are certain advent- life advantages that you have over someone who hasn't experienced anything. I mean, you see it now, like people that are super privileged go through like the most basic shit and they fall apart. And a lot of you know people like like I grew up poor, like we you know we didn't have a lot, and like. It, you, I'm, it's easier for me to manage situations because this is not the end of, wor- of the world to me. This is just like, uh, well, I mean, yeah, I've been here before. Like, this is not. And even if I haven't been exactly in this situation, I have something to draw from because I've I've been in a similar situation where I had to figure something out. And if you've never been there before, it's like, yeah, this might seem like impossible. Nobody could do that. In the moment, it's like, man, you ain't never not had nothing to eat at your crib and had to figure out something like, you know what I'm saying? Like you figure it out, like you, you, you find out ways to, you know, make it, make it work. Like, you know, in, in, in any type of way, it's like, that's just, it's that line in Friday where is <laughs> where Smokey's mom gives him the money. It's like, man, this ain't enough. It's like, make it, <laughs> make enough. it enough. And that's <laughs> sort of the concept of what it is to grow up under privilege is like make it work some type of way like you you, you don't really have a choice but and if, if you want to survive you don't have a choice but to do all of this stuff like and he didn't want to die and it's like there's something mm-hmm. to say about the will to want to live <laughs> to where it's like yo i'm yeah okay it might be unrealistic but i'm 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 not dying like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing everything i could possibly do to you know get out of the situation so facts i i think that like i think him growing up where he grew up lends itself to you know mm-hmm. him being mm-hmm. able to get out of the situation for sure yeah absolutely oh, this is uh <clears throat> well i think yeah i think we covered it this movie is like uh <laughs> such a good you know they call it a horror comedy um and it's funny because it's it's got so much commentary in it that really like mm-hmm. you know that's where the, the the humor's at to me and uh it just juggles those things so well and um i'm so glad like it's so funny i was just thinking like it's so surprising to me that our first west craven movie was the people under the stairs <laughs> we've been talking about doing nightmare on elm street for the longest we ended up doing people under the stairs but i'm kind of glad we did like this well, movie is yeah. pure fun like it's so fun yeah like, it's such yeah. a fun and movie. I'm, I'm hype i didn't even know about the remake like chris you said that i didn't yeah. even know that jordan peele was i'm hype about that because mm-hmm. i feel like mm-hmm. there's a lot of potential for this story to be like to fill in some of the stuff that I watch now, I'm like, that's ridiculous mm-hmm, or that's mm-hmm. stupid or, you know, from the eyes of someone who, you know, like some somebody black should tell this story. I feel like just because maybe <laughs> they could better understand like the dynamic of like 
the black people in yeah, the, the story. Nuances, the, I, I yeah, think they're, they're going to be whatever happens. I think they're going to be hard pressed to find villains that are as good as these two. I think yeah, I don't know if you can top are, that. I, I, I don't I'm not know. Sure if you can top those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know if anybody tops Wendy Roby. She's fucking awesome. I like, guarantee you, I have perfect. a strong feeling mm-hmm. that it'll be uh, Elizabeth Moss playing that role. I, that, oh. Mark my words. Mark my words. Okay, I can see that. I mean, she. I think she, she could do would it. Body that, like, or I mean, you could yeah. go. I, I can mean, see I, that. you know what? I, what I'll say is, I won't even say that. There's, there's definitely some people you could find that would that could body those roles. Mm-hmm. They just probably maybe wouldn't play it exactly the yeah. same. I don't think you should play it the exact same no. way that yeah. they played it. Yeah. It should be. I mean, the have easy to be choice if you want that is Julia Roberts because, like, Ugh, I, I kept thinking, like, this is Oh, like, I could totally see yeah, her. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think yeah. if you're looking for the new a new take on it, Jordan Peele, and he used her, he used Elizabeth Moss mm-hmm. and Us, and, and us, uh, yeah. it's like I could. I, that's my that's my prediction. Is that what we'll see? Or you go get Sarah Paulson or something Ooh. like where like she would body that. I feel like yeah, she did. She kind of did that in um, Run. Did you see Run? I did. I actually enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah, I dug it. Watch Run, Tony. Okay, um, yeah. it's a good one. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's it. We uh, we did it. The people under the stairs. Uh, our first Wes Craven, Craven movie won't be the last. <laughs> But uh, this was fun, y'all. Um, if you really enjoyed this show, uh, follow us, as I always say, on Instagram, 2BXM Podcast. Uh, we post all kinds of good stuff there. We're starting to post clips from the show. So uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll give you some ideas of what's going up or what just went up or keep you in the loop that way. Otherwise, subscribe here on YouTube or on Spotify or Apple or wherever you're listening to this right now. Um, this is Survivor's Ed, How to Not Die First in a Horror Movie with Two Blacks and a Mexican. Stay safe. <laughs>